Welcome to the new Two Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. Over the next half hour, Two Docs in a Pod will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Tamika Perry and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. And now, here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Tamika Perry. I'd like to welcome you to Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, delighted to have you with us, Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. We're going to begin today with an interesting topic, one suggested by our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. We're going to be talking about obesity, ways to identify it, ways to deal with it, and why uh, it is a general health risk to so many across the state of Texas. Uh, Dr. Perry is a DO, a doctor of osteopathy, also has a master's in public health. He's associate medical director at WellMed, and you find her at the WellMed Clinic uh, up there in the Dallas area in the uh, Redbird Square, right next to the Redbird Square Senior Center. Dr. Perry's board is certified in family medicine, been in practice for over 15 years. She earned her undergraduate degree from Prairie View A&M University, went on to graduate from Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine, where she was a National Health Service course scholar. Next, she completed her family medicine residency at Methodist Charlton Medical Center, where she served as chief resident. Dr. Perry's board certified by the American Osteopathic Board of Family Physicians. She also earned that master's in public health with an emphasis in health management and policy at the University of North Texas Health Science Center. In addition, Dr. Perry is a diplomat of the American Board of Obesity Medicine. And Dr. Perry, it is great to have you with us again as our co-host. Thanks, How have Ron. you been? I've been good. You know, when you that introduction, I'm like, now who is he talking about? Is that me? <laughs> so <laughs> it just seems like so much, but um, but I've been good. Thank you. And I'm super excited for our guest and I'm super excited for our topic today. Well, our guest is uh, physician's assistant, Jonathan Gardunio at the Eastfield Clinic near Dallas. Dr. Gardunio, Mr. Gardunio is a physician's assistant there in Mesquite. He earned his master's degree from the University of North Texas Health Science Center in Fort Worth. Jonathan is certified by the National Commission on Certification by Physicians Assistance. And uh, Jonathan Gardunio, thanks for being with us. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. It's an honor. Well, what attracted you uh, into the healthcare field, Jonathan? Yeah, you know, growing up, I was, uh, my dad and my mom, uh, they, they always been uh, near uh, healthcare and you know, just basically, you uh, you see what you see is what you do at the end of the day, right? And I always had an interest in helping out. You know, the basic standard answer. And as I went along, you know, you you learn that uh, yes, uh, by shadowing, following, you know, getting your hands wet, you learn that this is. In my case, it was something for me, and so I decided to pursue. Uh, uh, career in the medical field. It's interesting. You and Dr. Perry both got degrees from the University of uh, Texas, uh, for, from the University of North Texas. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you knew each other on campus. Well, I was in the master's program, but I remember when the PA program started. I was actually an undergraduate, and I was doing an undergraduate program there. So, and I was like, "Well, that's an awesome option. Awesome. We always and, appreciate our APCs." And it's a distinguished university as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we wanted to talk about obesity and let me kick it off uh, with Dr. Perry. She serves as a diplomat of the osteopathic uh, board on obesity. And Dr. Perry, when I see you on camera, 
it's pretty clear you don't have an obesity problem. What attracted you to that topic? Oh, touche, sir. I, I, I actually, I, I would beg to differ. And I, you know, obesity is such, this is what really brought me to it. Obesity is, is, is such a, a disease state where people have the um, tendency to think that, oh, that person just doesn't want to exercise or they just eat too much, but it's actually a real medical diagnosis. And that diagnosis, as um, Dr. or Mr. Godardino would tell you, is, is very, um, in, in the eyes of the public, is different than what in the eyes of medicine. So when we look at a person's BMI, we look at, that's their body mass index, their height versus their weight. And a body mass index of 30 or greater makes you obese. And, and you don't have to look like the unfortunate individuals on my 600 pound life to be obese. So this is why I wanted to educate the community on this. I mean, Mr. Gordon, do you see that a lot in your practice? Yeah, definitely. You know, it can be your typical patient coming in and a, uh, getting his or her vitals taken and you know obviously through the use of the medical record right away uh, it calculates this conversion the bmi through height and weight and like you mentioned greater than 30 categorized as obese and we got something else to talk about besides right. her regular aches and pains that are coming in for right yeah Absolutely. but nobody wants to talk about it do they <laughs> jonathan no. nobody wants to talk to you about weight and weight loss that's right and I've, I've learned that a lot of people are sensitive about the issue because you know it may be that uh, a different specialist talk to them about it in you know harsh words or hard ways and us as the pcp have to be like okay i know what they said but you know let's sit down and talk about it and your patients that you do, they, do you ever find like when, you know, that word is on their chart, they're like, why is that on my chart? Don't put that on. I'm not obese, <laughs> you know, and they'll put a, a T at the end and don't put that on there. But, you know, I think it's important for the population to realize that obesity is not necessarily a personal failure. Like you didn't intentionally do anything wrong to sabotage yourself. There's like Jonathan will, will probably agree with me. There's a lots of factors that go into that include genetics, culture, lifestyle, DNA, I mean, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, that's our job as clinicians to educate the patient on that and say, well, what is, what is the need? What is the, the root of your obesity and what can we do? Now, hold that thought. We're going to come right back to you, but I want to let people who may have just joined us know you're listening to Docs in a Pod presented by WellMed. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. We're talking about obesity. And our special guest today is Jonathan Garduño, who is a PA, a physician's assistant at WellMed at Eastfield. And, and uh, Jonathan, as you listen to this, and as Dr. Tamika pointed out, few of us intentionally eat ourselves into obesity. Uh, for the moment, I blame COVID-19 uh, for those almost two years that I hung out in the house. Uh, the refrigerator became my best friend, my close-up personal best friend, uh, and I didn't get out. I didn't exercise. I really didn't do much, and I probably put on 30, 40 pounds, all of it over a period of time. If we went to sleep one night, Dr. Perry, and, and woke up the next morning 30 pounds heavier, we'd go to the doctor. We'd know we had a problem. Immediately. 
immediately we would go to the doctor. So but it that's doesn't why, work that way. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And you're absolutely right. That decrease in physical activity will put on the weight. I mean, Jonathan, you know, I'm sure you tell the patients you get weight from two ways, either increase input or decrease output. I mean, what do you, how do you advise your patients um, from a physical standpoint to lose weight? Yeah, it, it, you're right. It's uh, what you put into the system and what you're burning out, right? So, uh, and it's also true. It depends on, you know, if you're a guy or a girl and uh, culture, uh, types of food that you eat also, you know, affect uh, how much you're gaining or losing. Uh, but basically, you know, it's true. The pandemic has been a big factor, uh, more sedentary time, not exercising, just sitting down on the couch, watching Netflix. And then having the availability, availability of, you know, high density of foods that are high in fats and sugars. And so, you know, a, what, what do we need to do about it? We educate and say, hey, you know, now that there's more, you know, everything's a little more open, you know, we should be talking about getting out and exercise, burning those calories, those excess calories, walking, you know, recommendation five times a week, half an hour. Uh, if you like to do something else, you're always welcome to, you know, bicycling, uh, swimming. I have uh, a lot of patients that uh, their insurance covers gym memberships. And now that they're a little more free and open, you know, they're signing up. And, you know, as long as you're getting up and being active, that's how we're able to burn those extra calories. And then on the intake part, well, you know, you want to choose a, a well-balanced diet full with uh, veggies and, and fruits and plenty of water. And I tell them, hey, you know, limit your uh, soda and juice intake, especially so if you already have uh, these other chronic conditions, right? Like diabetes or high cholesterol. Actually, they ought to put a skull and crossbones on sodas. Absolutely. Because the, the sugar content, Dr. Perry and, and Jonathan uh, Garduño, the sugar content is outrageous and it's a poison. The average can of soda has 10 teaspoons of sugar. Sunkiss is a little bit, and I, uh -oh, maybe I shouldn't call anybody out, it's a little bit sweeter. And it actually has about 12 teaspoons of sugar in it. So I tell my patients, I mean, you might as well just put 10 little packets of sugar on your tongue because that's what you're consuming. And so um, that is detrimental for your system. Like you said, that becomes a poison for your system. Uh, Jonathan gave us great advice on exercise. And he, what he was saying is that the World Health Organization recommends 150 minutes a week of cardiovascular exercise. That's that 30 minutes a day, five times a week that he was suggesting. And it's what you do, what you trust your body. And if you say, listen, Tamika, listen, Jonathan, I cannot do 30 minutes of continuous exercise. I'm not that condition. I'm going to fall out. Do what you can. Next week, add a little bit more, then add a little bit more, then add a little bit more. And if uh, we listen to what uh, uh, Jonathan said, he was referring to silver sneakers, which under many uh, people's healthcare coverage, uh, you can get a membership in a gym at no cost to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I encourage my patients on a regular and consistent basis to take care of that. I pay a monthly fee every month to go to the, a black boxing club. I wish someone would pay for it for me. I wish my <laughs> insurance would. So um, I, I wholeheartedly um, encourage people to take advantage of those plans. And there's a reason why your health, some health insurance pays for it because it directly impacts your health. When you mention a boxing club, a friend of mine, James Leha, a world champion uh, boxer, uh, yes. has a boxing club and he encourages people uh, to participate. What is it about boxing, Dr. Tamika, that is such great exercise? 
you know, it's kind of an all-in-one exercise. So it's small calculated movements that you stay on your toes. So you get the cardio because you're always moving. And then you get the weight training, the resistance training because of the actual throwing of the punch. Now, let me make it clear. I don't spar anyone else. If you try to hit me, I'm probably going to run in the other direction. But, you know, I do damage to the bag. <laughs> so... <laughs> So you punch a bag. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, which, and we'll come back to this in a minute, but also helps with stress, I would guess. It and does. I won't ask whose faces you visualize oh on the bag you're punching, but we'll come back to that in just okay. a couple of moments. Okay. We're talking about obesity, ways to understand it, ways to diagnose it. And when I come back, uh, I want to come back to something uh, uh, Jonathan Garduno mentioned, and, and that is the kinds of foods you eat, because most of us, don't intuitively understand what we should or shouldn't be eating. Should we dump carbs? Should we dump sugar? What do we do and how do we do it? You're listening to Docs in a Pod. Hi, it's Drew Pearson from my friends at WellMed. As a Hall of Famer, I love it when a quarterback and receiver have a great connection. You can be part of a great connection too. Connecting WellMed's high-quality healthcare with the highest-rated Medicare Advantage plan helps you focus on staying healthy. Call 210-436-6005 or visit wellmedhealthcare.com slash connect. Drew Pearson is a paid spokesperson. Other plans are accepted. For full enrollment details, visit medicare.gov. Thank you so much for sticking with us right here on Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry, a doctor of osteopathy. You find her at the Redbird Clinic in Dallas, also is on the uh, osteopathic board for obesity. And we're talking on our guest line with Jonathan Gardunio. He is a PA, a physician's assistant at WellMed at Eastfield. We're talking about obesity. And Jonathan, you mentioned diet and exercise. Let's come back to diet because intuitively, most of us don't really understand how food choices work. So if I say to you, well, look, you're right. I, I need to cut down on calories. So I'll have two bacon and egg tacos instead of three in the morning. <laughs> what do you tell folks about what to eat and what to portion and, and what to control? Yeah. And this is, uh, you know, this is where the culture part comes into play too, because a lot of my Hispanic patients, which actually 95% of our, you know, patient population here is uh, of a Hispanic descent. You know, you grew up with uh, mom filling that plate. And if you didn't eat the first one, you better make sure you eat the second one, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, plenty of tortillas and uh, rice and beans. But, uh, you know, as far as uh, a healthy diet, it should be uh, well-rounded, right? So you want to include plenty of veggies and uh, legumes, legumes, uh, nuts and whole grains, um, as well as uh, excluding uh, potato, rice, and beans. All the uh, stuff we love. All, this, mm -hmm. all the good stuff. Yeah, that's what I tell my patients, you know, all the yummy stuff, you know, you, you got to be, if you want to see changes, you want to be strict about it. And so cut back. A lot of the times I tell them, hey, we don't want you to go cold turkey with that, the, the good stuff that you grew up with, right? But uh, if you can at least cut back and, you know, watch your portion, you may see results down the line. I 100% um, agree. You know, we were talking earlier that, um, you know, culturally, Southerners celebrate food, 
you know, uh, celebrate life with food. And sometimes it becomes offensive. Um, like if you came to a mother's house and she offered you dinner and you didn't accept or eat all the dinner, she's going to talk about how fortunate you are that you have the food that you eat. And there are starving kids in, else, in other places. In addition to that, she's going to think there's something wrong. You don't like her because you yeah. didn't partake in her fried chicken. So, um, and, and by the way, mom, your fried chicken is the best. It is the bomb.com. I just had to put it in there. So, you know, I always tell people, you know, we don't want to dis- necessarily take away what we love culturally. Ron was telling me about growing up Jewish, the meat, the potatoes. And while he was talking, my mouth was salivating, right? Because this is the, the foods that we love. These are the foods that we grew up with. And but don't like, leave out the chicken schmaltz, the chicken oh, fat the chicken, Yes. Listen, the chicken schmaltz, the, the, the big overused uh, can of Crisco that sits on top of the, that used to sit on my mother's stove because we, we have rehabilitated some things. Um, you know, this, these are, these are, but, but that's, that's my point is that some things that um, let's alter what we're used to doing. So instead of frying the chicken in Crisco, which is just saturated fat that just goes straight to coronary artery disease, let's see if we can change the canola oil, you know, a, a healthier fat, you know, instead of frying all together, can we air fry or can we bake? So let's just take our traditions and see how we can make them healthier. Um, you know, it, it isn't just traditions. Sometimes it is obesity. There are genes linked to obesity and you don't have to pay for the fancy DNA test. Look around you, look at the people, look at your mom, your dad, your extended family. And is this the case? And if this is the case, you may have to work a little bit harder at um, keeping weight off. And that's okay, as long as it's recognized. But if you're the outlier, if you're the one who's obese and the rest of your family isn't, you really need to look then at your yeah. lifestyle choices. And it's you look at your lifestyle choices and also look on look at the medications you take. Um, some medications actually promote weight gain, like antihistamines, make you a little bit hungrier. This is like Benadryl. So if you're a person with chronic allergies and you take Benadryl three and four times a day, every day, or even like Zyrtec, this is something that may make you eat a little bit more. Um, certain blood pressure medicines like beta blockers slow down your metabolism, make you um, gain weight. I mean, Jonathan, have you seen that in your practice? Yeah, that's a that's a big one too. Uh, medications that you know patients uh, end up taking because they need them, but at the same time, it may come with uh, some side effects. Obviously, that's where uh, communication is important with your PCP, right? You know, right. hey, I read about this, I saw this, I listened to the podcast, and uh, they told me, hey, I need to watch what I'm taking. Uh, can we talk about it? And so, yeah, I definitely, you know. Communication is key. Let me talk just, I'm sorry. I I wanted to ask before we run out of time, uh, the kinds of issues uh, that obesity can trigger. Uh, I I mentioned the correlation between type 2 diabetes and weight when we began the program of pain in hips and knees and other joints caused by uh, excessive weight. What are we we talking about, Jonathan? What does obesity do to us? Yeah, so... uh, you know, there's a, a correlation between the more you weigh, the higher the numbers can be. And eventually you can cross the lines of uh, pre-diabetes going to diabetes, as well as, uh, you know, more uh, plaque, atherosclerotic plaque accumulates, and then you end up with uh, heart issues, you know, uh, as well as, uh, you know, the heavier we are, the more stress on the joints. And so we uh, speed up that osteoarthritis. And so it's a it's a big one, you know. A lot of a lot of the times, patients, uh, you know, they may not know that there's a correlation, uh, you know, a correlation between this uh, 
multiple chronic conditions. And that's where, once again, our, our job as a PCP comes into play, right? We're educating, we're trying right. to prevent, hey, watch it. This is what's showing right now. You better do something about it. Otherwise, you know, a few years down the road, we're going to end up requiring, uh, you know, more time and, and money and visit with uh, specialists, right? So it's important. I'll tell you what uh, one of my PCPs did, and this is several years ago. I went in for my uh, regular six-month checkup, and I walk in, and sitting in the exam room uh, is a blood glucose meter, uh, which many folks with diabetes are familiar with. Uh, I didn't have diabetes. I didn't have a meter. I wondered why it was there. And about three quarters of the way through my appointment, uh, my doctor said to me, Ron, do you know what that is? I said, well, yeah, it's a blood glucose meter. He said, well, guess what? If you don't do something about the weight you're carrying, about the foods you're eating, that's going to be your best friend. It's going to be yours. Man, did that make an impact on me, Dr. Perry. Oh, absolutely. So like Jonathan was enlightening us about the comorbid conditions or the conditions that are directly related to obesity, um, diabetes, high blood pressure, acid reflux, high cholesterol, heart disease, stroke. I mean, we can go on and on how this is, these impact these diseases are directly impacted by your weight. And there are studies that have shown that people who consistently exercise starting from the fourth through the sixth decade of life add eight to 10 years onto the end of their life just from exercise. And, and is it exercise. too late to start if you haven't started? No, absolutely not. It is never too late to start ever, ever, ever. And once again, trust your body. And Jonathan, what do you recommend in the way of uh, exercise? I know a lot of people talk, for example, about walking being the best. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's free. You can do yeah. it indoors <laughs> with uh, you know this uh, uh, excess water that that we were you know asking for, right? And you know as long as you're wearing adequate shoes and and clothing, and like Dr. Perry was saying, uh, if you've never never done it before, start slow, right? So start with five ten minutes at a time, and then maybe next time you can uh, add two, five extra minutes. And eventually, if, if you get to the ideal half an hour, great. If you can do a little more, that's always welcome, right? So it's a process, you know, uh, and we, we, we are uh, aware that, you know, most of our patients uh, may uh, be already slowing down. And so we don't want them to get hurt. But uh, at the same time, very, very important, this uh, physical activity exercise to delay or prevent some of these chronic conditions. Another one that comes to mind is sleep apnea, which is a big one too. Oh yeah. And uh, certain cancers can also be, yeah. uh, you know, Absolutely. related to uh, this obesity. What kind of cancers? Yeah, so uh, it will be endometrial cancer, prostate, uh, ovarian, breast cancer, liver, bladder, kidney, colon, yeah. A whole lot of them are related to obesity. So this being National Prostate Cancer Month, uh, Jonathan, let's come back to that for a moment. Obesity can lead to prostate cancer. Is that what you said? Correct. Yeah. And, and what do you do about it? Yeah. So obviously, once again, we come back to the important uh, talk with your PCP about it, right? Uh, have an open communication. In this case, weight loss is definitely uh, the way to go. And 
you know, obviously once you go through your yearly physical, that's when we're checking things off, making sure uh, that obesity hasn't, uh, you know, caused other issues now that we're talking about cancer, right? And, and there's screening tests for this. And, you know, obviously there's uh, um, recommendations by these other governing bodies to, to uh, you know, start the screening and, and know when to end and, and what they mean and uh, have a promptly referral to specialists if needed. So, yeah. Well, that all up. makes sense. Now we got about 30 seconds left. And Dr. Perry, uh, if you put the weight on over two years or so, mm-hmm. as in my case, what's the realistic anticipation for taking it off? You're not going to do that overnight. No, absolutely not. So one to two pounds a week is um, healthy. Three pounds is a little aggressive. Um, so I would just pace myself at that at that pace. And you got to realize there's 3,500 calories in a pound. So you just want to look at what you eat, what you output, and do your math. You'll get there. And take it slow and be consistent. Yes. Last question, Jonathan, when you think about patients and weight loss, uh, how have you seen them respond to when you talk to them about weight? Yes. Uh, for the most part, they're willing to listen. If you have, a, 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 you know, an approach that is not too offensive or overwhelming and uh, they are happy once they come back and see the results because we can see it, we can measure it, right? You know, Perfect. The BMI is coming down. So, <laughs> Got to stop you right there. Thank you very much, Jonathan Guardino. And thank you to our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for listening to us on Docs in a Pod. Executive producers for Two Docs in a Pod are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Isaac Wilker. And associate producers are Natalie Ibarra and Maurice Hudson. Thank you for listening to Two Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And be sure and tune in next week for another edition of Two Docs in a Pod with Dr. Tamika Perry and Ron Aaron. Mm-hmm.